Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine St. Clair. All aboard! Thank you for joining me for another episode of Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair. I hope that you're enjoying the episode so far. Don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to my YouTube page because now for subscribers are all kinds of really cool perks and never seen or ever heard interviews that probably will never go up anywhere else. But if you are a subscriber, anyway, this week's guest is Jordan Max, really beautiful all-American blonde with, you know, some pink hair sometimes, super cool. I met her on Instagram actually, because I started looking on there are just different types of alternative models because I know that you guys like it when I bring on different girls. So let's see what this um, ex-cheerleader has to say. Even if you came on here with like no makeup, I just have to tell you, it's totally fine because you are dropped. Oh, thank I you. Love your hair. Thank you. I just got it done. It's really fun. I'm taking a break from mainstream filming for the next couple months so I decided to do something fun with my hair what are you doing like what are you working on that's different um I'm just gonna focus more on my OnlyFans I'm getting a boob job in April so I'm really excited about that so I've got to take some time off to um recover you know and um so I'm probably not gonna go back to shooting until like mainstream shooting until like June or July. But um, but yeah, so I'm just gonna like focus on my more independent stuff, my OnlyFans, my many vids, my porn hub, stuff like that. Well, don't well, not to be rude, but do you have implants now? Cause like you seem pretty busty. So how much bigger are you actually? No, they're they're real. Um I'm a C cup right now. I'm a 34C. Um, but I'm going to go up to like a double D or an E. So (laughs) I know I'm like, I'm excited though. I know it's like, Oh, back problems, but you know, beauty is pain. Well, yeah, I had 36 double D's when I first got in the business and I had them removed like four years ago. I have to tell you, I missed them, but they were 21 years old, so they could drink like that. But yeah, are you going to sell your implant? You you don't have anything to sell. Never mind. That's no question. (laughs) You're very lucky. So when you're saying mainstream filming, and I know a lot of people listening are going to ask, is she a mainstream film star? What do you mean? Are you not doing adult or is it something totally separate from this? Oh no, like adult, like adult, like, you know, um, for like browsers or bank bros or team ski, like the more website, you know, the well-known websites more so than just like putting out my own independent content. So, but I'm going to do that. I'm going to focus on that more the next couple months and just kind of take it easy. Um, I'm actually flying to Nashville tomorrow to shoot with a small little production company out there doing two scenes for them. So I'm excited for that. I haven't been in Nashville in like 15 years. So I'm kind of excited to get out and explore after my shoots are done and just kind of, you know, hang out downtown or like in East Nashville. Um, I have a tattoo appointment while I'm out there. So I'm super excited. I have a friend who used to live here in Minneapolis. 
and he moved to Nashville and he's a tattoo artist now. So I hit him up and I was like, Hey, do you have any openings this weekend? Like love to see you love to catch up. So getting tattooed while I'm out there too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a great town for music and I yeah. So there was a place that had cherry infused bourbon and that's like a little bit too harsh for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was so much fun. Like the more I drank, the cuter the bartender looked. Right. That's what happens. Not at like three in the morning though. So like, yeah. Right. It happens. Never again. But when I think of Minnesota, I think of um, Fargo and then. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have the accent. Then there's this guy in my acting class. It's the craziest thing, right? So he zooms in for class. But he's in his mother's freaking closet. Okay. He's 20 something years old, but he's still a virgin. Oh, wow. Okay. Rare. Yeah, it's like the creepiest thing. I'm like, do we all pitch in like 20 bucks of pop and get him like someone local to just go to his mother's closet and just get him <laughs> just for one? Just so I'm get like, it out of him. Yeah. I know. It's like, that's the only thing. I'm sorry. You don't. Yeah. When you like, you do look like you're very Midwestern, but I'm just, when I think of the whole thing, it's like, he always pops in my mind, which will make everything so different moving forward. So what are you going to get work? What kind of work are you getting done this time? Like, what do you want? Wait, what for my boobs? New tattoo. Oh, tattoos. Um, I'm getting a couple palm trees on the back of my ankles. Um, I just like palm trees. I love you know, being at the beach. I love, um, just tropical weather, tropical climate, you know? Um, but, um, he does this really cool, like old, like Americana style, kind of like Ed Hardy ish. So they're going to look like that. And cause most of my tattoos, I have one, two, three, four, I have six tattoos right now. And they're all just kind of like line work, like, just like cutesy, no shading or anything. They're all a little bit smaller. So I'm excited to get a couple of bigger ones and see how it looks at the end. It's so amazing hearing you talk about getting tattoos and wanting to do more films because back in the day, if you had tattoos, nobody shoots you. Right. You're in a good position. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think with the internet, you know, with the invention of the internet and everything and porn being on the internet, I feel like it's opened a lot of doors for more alternative, you know, forms of beauty, like, you know, past like what, you know, we're marketed and trained to believe is considered beautiful. Um, You just kind of, there's like a market, there's somebody for everybody basically. And I think that's really cool because like when I first started in the industry, I had zero tattoos I had zero tattoos. I was like a dirty blonde. And then um, the more I get into it, the more comfortable I get, the more like I get to explore, like not just my sexuality, but like myself and who I am as a person. Um, And like, I've always been drawn to like, like growing up, like as a teenager, like in high school, I was like a little punk kid, like I was like a little like I listened to like pop punk and like emo music and stuff like that like I was kind of like an outcast in school but like my parents were super strict so I had to look like really normal like you know I didn't get to like wear crazy eyeliner or color my hair crazy colors when I was younger so I'm just kind of like going through that phase in my life now and having a good time with it. 
Yeah, I could say you're definitely making up for it with the hair color. I think <laughs> yeah. it's cool. I could totally see you on MySpace. Like, remember the MySpace days? Oh my God, I remember yeah. MySpace. Yeah. With the whole like emo thing going on. Not the creepy emo chicks, but like the hot emo right. chicks. Yeah. And it's like a whole other world now with Facebook. Like, do you think there's a better way nowadays? Are you just trying to explore how to make the money on your own without doing browsers and owning your own content? And besides your hair color, and you're very all-American. Look, what do you think it is yeah. that separates you from a lot of the other content creators? Shall I say that? Yeah. Um, yeah. On OnlyFans. And I know that's two um, questions. Yeah, I think I think what separates me, um, first of all, like I a lot of content creators hire like a management company to, you know, like they still the creator still makes the content, but they like send it into a company and like when you're messaging someone on their OnlyFans, you're not really messaging them. You're messaging someone that they hired to do the work for you. And where, like where I stand out, like on my OnlyFans and my Sex Panther, like if you're messaging me, you're messaging me. Like I reply to every message personally by myself, like so it like, you know, and I do have a life. I like to go out to concerts. I like to go out to basketball games, wrestling shows, stuff like that. So I'm not always available, but I do my best to keep up with it. And um, so you're actually talking to me. You're not talking to someone pretending to be me. And I think that keeps helps keep my brand really authentic. And it's fun. I enjoy talking to my fans, um, you know, getting to know people. I've always been, I've always been a little bit more introverted, but um, this job, this career has kind of taught me to be a little bit more outgoing. And um, so, yeah, it's just really fun. And yeah, I mean, as long as you're, you know, kind and polite and respectful, I'm sure I'll have a great time talking to my fans, you know? Yeah, I can imagine yeah. because I don't really do my inbox that much. I just kind of have a glance, like peek at it. and like, do I know you? Do I know you? Wait, what does this say? Dick photos? I want to fuck you. Wait, what? No. Okay. No. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, I've posted people's really, it depends like how I wake up and what I like. Oh yeah. Going on in the, yeah. This guy was like sending me all this stuff. So I took a screenshot. I tagged him and his wife in it. Oh, and, wow. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why he blocked me. Like that was so unnecessary. Yeah. Right. Um, he was sexually propositioning me and he was being fucking cheap. I'm like, are you crazy? Seriously? Yeah. Right. Like, how are you? Yeah. Like, if you're going to talk that way, you got to have a wallet to back it up. Thank you. And right? do you, how do you divide the line between gratuitous and maybe chatting for way too long on Instagram? Because you could, could you make money on Instagram doing chatting yet? Or, I mean, not through Instagram. Like if people really want to talk to me on Instagram, I'll send them my links to my OnlyFans or my Sex Panther, or I'll be like, just Venmo or Cash at me. Like time is money. Like I don't mind like, you know, sending like three, four, five messages back and forth, just like pleasantries, small talk, whatever. Like if someone compliments me, I'm obviously going to like respond and say thank you. Cause that's just, I was just raised to have manners like that. But, you know, once they start getting a little bit too comfortable or too personal with the questions, that's when I direct them over to my paid platforms because that's, you know, emotional labor. That's work. That's, you know, and I don't do that for free. Oh, you didn't? Really? I thought you did it for your health or something. But Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. 
when I first, like when I got out of the business right before I left, they started doing webcams. And I was one of the first people, I lasted 10 minutes, if that, on a webcam for Hustler. Oh, I started yeah. people off. Yeah. And I just like stormed off. I don't know what someone asked me to do. It was something with a dildo. And I told him to go stick it up his own ass. Like I, I was being nice. And right. they shut me out of the webcam where I'm like, wow, you know, that's You're really like, what? rude. I can't yeah. be myself. Like, what the fuck? So right. is this what, you, what did you want to do growing up? Because everyone always wants to be something else growing up, like a butcher, then they become like a vet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, growing up, I, I, I always was a performer growing up. Like I was in show choir and concert choir and I was like a competitive cheerleader and I was a cheerleader. So I always wanted to do something like in the performing arts. So I guess I'm kind of living my teenage dream a little bit just with an adult entertainment twist but um I did go to school for fashion and I worked in fashion for about two years um I went to school in Los Angeles I lived in Los Angeles for three years I worked in fashion for a year in Los Angeles and then a year in Minnesota and um Growing up, I just, I always liked fashion. I love, you know, playing dress up and just, you know, dressing up my friends and doing all that. Um, so that was kind of, you know, my more realistic career path growing up. But I always just wanted to be a performer. Like I always looked up to like Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. They were like my favorites when I was in like eighth grade, you know? <sighs> I was like I want to be like them or like the Spice Girls like you know just these strong female like role models like icons that just they're like unapologetically themselves and um they just have such an impact on people's lives like I always wanted to be or do something like that would you want to be Britney Spears now though Oh my God. No, 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 no. She is way too under a microscope. I feel bad for her. Like just every, you know, with the conservatorship and just everything that's been going on, I feel so bad, but she did give us some bangers in her yeah. heyday, well, but yeah, you know, like the, I mean, I'm just thinking the whole K-Fed thing. He was a, Oh Yeah. Or like, why do you fuck a backup dancer and have a kid with a backup right. dancer? That's like fucking a pool boy, leaving <laughs> your husband, going out with the pool boy who's got nothing. Right. You know? I don't know. Love makes you do crazy things, I guess. Yeah, it does. I don't know. <laughs> it sure does. Like from singing outside of someone's apartment at two in the morning to like waving a handgun. I totally got to trust me. Yeah. Uh, how did you actually get started into the adult film business? Because I'm telling you, just by speaking yeah. to you, don't fit the mold like when you speak. Oh, thank you. Like um, of, not the people. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I actually, I've been a stripper on and off for the past 15 years. I started dancing when I was 20 because I had gotten my first credit card when I was 18 and I didn't really know how to use it. I kind of maxed it out in two years and I was like, oh no, like, what am I going to do? Like, how am I going to pay this off? Because, um, because like I was working at the mall, like 
you know, I think I was getting paid like seven fifty an hour back then. And, um, I was like, I will never pay this credit card off. And this, um, girl who I went to school with was a dancer at one of the strip clubs out here in Minneapolis. And she, um, excuse me, she hit me up and she was like, Hey, we're hiring for a bartender at my strip club. If you want to come apply. So I was like, I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Like, you know, she's like, it's, it's still like, you know, the money that you make at the mall, it's still minimum wage, but you're going to make really good tips. So I was like, bet, like sign me up. So I went in for the interview, got the job. I bartended at the strip club for about six months. And then one day, I'll never forget it. There was a huge blizzard outside. We were like expecting no one to come in. Like the dancers didn't even come in. We had like four girls show up that night. We usually had about 10 to 15. It was a smaller club. But there was a huge blizzard. We were like, no one's going to come in anyways. It's going to be fine. No way. A party bus full of like, it was a bachelor party showed up and they were like ready to spend money. They had like stacks of ones they had stacks of 20s for dances like they were ready to go all out and I'm bartending that night and my manager turns to me and he's like he like comes up to me and he's like hey he's like do you think you could borrow someone's shoes and like just get up on just get up on stage real quick like for a couple songs and I was like I was like terrified I was like I have no idea what to do. Like, I mean, I kind of would watch the girls while they would dance, but like, I had no clue. So I was like, okay. Cause like, I didn't want to like upset my manager, or, like disappoint my manager. So, um, so I borrowed someone's shoes and I got up on stage and I finished out the rest of my shift dancing and, you know, I did some lap dances. I did some VIP rooms and I made in one night, I made as much as I would in a week bartending. So I was just kind of like hooked. I was like, Oh my God, like that's, this is what this is like. I was like, that wasn't so bad. Like, you know, once you get over your initial nerves, but, um, so I've been dancing on and off for 15 years. And then um, in 2019, I was dancing. I would fly back and forth between Minneapolis and Las Vegas. So I was dancing in Las Vegas. And towards the end of 2019, when like the rumors of COVID kind of started floating around, like the convention started getting shut down and like, you know, the international businessmen that would come in, they would like, kind of talked to us about how like nervous and like worried they were about it. Um, a few girls at the club introduced me to OnlyFans back in 2019, like near the end of 2019. And they were like, yeah, they're like, you got to sign up for OnlyFans. Like if the strip club shuts down, like, you know, people can, you know, still see you online and subscribe to your page and, you know, you can make money that way. So I signed up for OnlyFans um, in December of 2019 and kind of started building my Jordan brand. Um, and in February, an agency reached out to me because they had seen my content um, that I was posting on like Twitter and Instagram. 
And the agency reached out to me and they were like, hey, you have a really great look. We would love to sign you if you're interested in going mainstream. And I was a little apprehensive because I just didn't know anything. Like I, okay, so living in Los Angeles for three years, going to college and working in fashion, I did have some friends who were in the adult industry and just being a stripper. Like I had friends who had been doing porn. So this agency just kind of like cold called me and I'm just kind of like, is this legit? Like I was really not sure. But I talked to my friends who were in the industry and they were like, yeah, like that's a legit agency. I used to be signed to them. They're a really good like starter agency. Like they'll get your foot in the door. They'll teach you a lot, you know, like go for it. And so I was like, why not? Like the strip clubs were still closed. So I was just making money on OnlyFans. So I was like, yeah, totally. So that was in February and I had a trip planned in April to start shooting. And um, unfortunately, everything shut down in March of 2020, as I'm sure we all remember. Um, but then, um, so I just kept building my brand, building my OnlyFans, um, building, you know, my Twitter and Instagram following. And when porn started filming again in September of 2020, the agency reached back out to me and they were like, Hey, we're still interested if you're still interested. And the clubs were still not open yet. So I was like, you know what? Absolutely. Like, let's do this. Like I am, I'm all in because, um, so I, uh, I was 34 when I started. So I got started pretty late, but, um, so I'm 36 now I'm going to be 37 next month. But, um, so I've been doing a lot of like stepmom and milk scenes and stuff, but, um, but it's been really great and I love it and it's super fun. And I get to meet really cool people like every day and, you know, everyone I've worked with has been super great. And I don't know. I just love the industry. It's kind of like, you know, like I never, like I kind of mentioned earlier, like growing up, I never kind of really fit in anywhere, but like, I feel like I found like a family kind of if that makes sense. Yeah, that's what it is. You just yeah, like that song, but yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, I'm just fucking, yeah, you know. <laughs> but, you know, lucky for us, the incest taboo is really in right now, so, yeah. Right? I don't even follow yeah. the stuff. Like, I don't ever think I really, like, followed porn, you know what I mean? I just, for some reason, yeah. it never interests me. Um, I guess, do, do they ask you who you want to work with these days, or do they just swamp you into scenes with people? Um, a little bit of both. I mean, with, um, with all of like the OnlyFans, ManyVids, Pornhub, with all of us making our own content and owning our own content and posting and, you know, profiting from it, we kind of can choose who we want to work with. Like you just reach out to someone and be like, Hey, I'd love to work with you. Let me know if you want to work with me, you know, we'll do a content trade. So we both get benefits, but, um, more of the scenes that I get booked for, for the companies, I don't really get to choose who I'm working with. It's just kind of like, who's assigned to yeah. the scene, but my agent is really good. He does, you know, ask me like, Hey, I've got this scene for you and it's with so-and-so do you want to do it? And I'm like, yes or no. And he's like super cool and understanding. So 
yeah like we don't have to work with anyone we don't want to work with um or work for anyone we don't want to work for so um so it's really cool he's understanding and yeah that's interesting because I would never come out of retirement, but then I saw Seth Gamble and what he looked like. Oh my God. Right. Well, like he's way too old for like what I would go, for, like what I'd want to have sex with or what I do fuck, but I, <laughs> right. But he's hot as fuck. Like who are some of oh, your, Seth is super hot. Yeah. Oh, you work with him. I haven't worked with him, but he's a big, he's a big wrestling fan. He's yeah, a I huge know. wrestling, <laughs> him and Kenzie, his wife are huge wrestling fans. So like, every you know and Kenzie's signed to my agency so we run into each other a lot at parties and stuff so we're always like talking wrestling and um but some of my favorite male porn stars right now I love Isaiah Maxwell I think he's amazing he's really good at what he does I would love to work with him we've actually talked about doing content together but it hasn't come to fruition yet um, I love working with Tyler Cruz. He is a little younger. You'd like, I think you would like him. He's, he's a little younger. He's super cute. Um, just really, really fun to work with. Um, let me think who else I really like Billy Boston is a good friend of mine. We work really well together. We've done some content together. I like the name. Um, yeah yeah I mean his name's Billy and he's from Boston he's got the craziest Boston accent it's so funny like when he gets angry like oh man it just comes out it's so funny um but yeah Isaiah Tyler Billy Chad Alva is another male porn star who I love we've actually been friends since high school he grew up out here in Minneapolis with me um he was one of the guys, he was one of my porn friends who I, you know, asked like, is this agency legit? Like how's the industry, you know, blah, 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 blah. Got, I get a lot of advice from him because he's been in the industry for 11 years. So, um, so yeah. Um, yeah. Those are like my top four. I'm going to have to look them up. Cause I've had, um, I've had Seth on the show. Yeah, I want to get a couple of classic performers, like maybe Rocco Sofredi, like Marcus, Mr. Marcus has been on, but I want oh, to yeah. another new young guy. I just want to see what these guys are. I mean, I don't know, like I, I had a certain type. It's not necessarily the kind of guy to actually, you know, fuck off camera, but um, right. I always had a certain type, chemically unbalanced, like performers. Yeah. I like guys that are chemically unbalanced with a big dick. Right. Yeah, not like yeah. two. Yeah, exactly. But I guess in wrestling, like it's off limits to me because I work with too many of them and I would never, mm -hmm. ever date another wrestler. Like I just tried to. Oh my God, I have to tell you, I had no freaking clue what catch wrestling was. I go, okay. I come back and there are two grown men in my freaking living room wrestling around. I'm like, I just asked you to look after my fucking cat. Okay. I just want my cat. Right. I don't really give right. a shit about you. I don't even want to just oh no, man, you know, we're just practicing. That's why I couldn't pick you up at the airport. He's grappling on my living room floor. I'm getting a letter oh from my my God. about all this sound and thumping. I'm like, yeah, I was moving stuff around. It's like, I just had to change my locks yesterday. I've just never oh, heard wow, of yeah. You know what catch wrestling even is? It's No, I've never, track. no. I don't know. It's old school stuff. When did you start watching wrestling? Um, I started watching wrestling when I was in like fifth or sixth grade. Okay. Like, 
like WWE Attitude Era, yeah. like you know DX, like when China, you know, um, all of that. <laughs> yeah, when it was good. Um, because I kind of got like I grew up in a neighborhood of like mostly all boys, and like I have like boy cousins and like an uncle and a brother, so um. So I was always kind of like growing up, I was kind of like a little bit of a tomboy when I was younger, younger. And then I started getting girlier as I like got into high school and, you know, got into choir and cheerleading and all of that. Um, but yeah, so I watched probably from like fifth grade through about eighth grade. And then I took a break um, because it like wasn't cool anymore, you know, and it was it wasn't that great of a product, to be honest. Um, for a few years there um but then I got back into it it's a really funny story I was living in LA from 2010 to 2013 I was living in LA and I was dating this guy and we had moved in together and we had been together for like a year and we moved in together and I'm like watching tv one night I'm like going to the DVR and there was like 30 episodes of Monday Night Raw DVR'd and I was just like I like I was like I like asked I was like yo what's with all the Monday Night Raw like do you have something you want to tell me like and he was like well yeah actually he was like before we started dating I was a writer for WWE for Monday Night Raw and he's like, so I just, you know, I just watch to keep up on the storylines and see how they're progressing and see if they're still using any of my ideas or anything. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, that's cool. Like, like, I don't know why you didn't tell me that earlier. Like, that's a cool job, like, you know? And then he and I started um, going to the indie wrestling out in LA. We would go to PWG. We would go to Lucha Vavoom. Um, I think those were the two main ones that we would go. We went to PWG every single time for like the whole three years that I lived there. It was awesome. And that was when they had, you know, before everybody, you know, started AEW or got called up to WWE. Like we were watching like the Young Bucks with like, you know, 200 people. We were watching... Kevin Owens, like when he was Kevin Steen and like Sami Zayn when he was El Generico. And, um, it was really cool. So yeah, so I just, that kind of like re-sparked my interest in wrestling and my love for wrestling. And then it's, it's really, it's wrestling like follows me. Like it's kind of like, <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it because so I moved home from LA and I didn't really have a job. So I was like just doing cat gigs. I was like replying to, you know, Craigslist and stuff. And there was one gig that I did that was like, you know, catering, like 10 hours of work, $500 or whatever it was, paid cat. So I signed up for it. I was like, count me in like when do I need to be there blah 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 and it was for Monday Night Raw in Minneapolis and I was like oh that makes sense like okay so like I was like backstage doing catering and um you know I got to go out and watch a show and 
you know, the wrestlers were so nice. They were so kind. They were like really grateful. Like, you know, I'd like clean up their plates and they were like, oh, thank you so much. And like, they like introduced themselves to me and you know, whatever. And then I started. So after I did like those little gigs for like six months to a year, I started working at a strip club again. And, um, cause I had been taking a break from dancing. I do that every so often. I'll like dance for a little while, take a break, go back. And one of the managers at my strip club was a local indie wrestler. So yeah. And so we were talking and, you know, he was like, you should come to my show sometime. He's like, you know, he's like, he's like, you should actually like valet for me. So I was like, okay, like, why not? So like, you know, I'd walk him to the ring. I'd hold the ropes open for him while he got in the ring and just kind of like walk around, get the crowd all excited. Um, and it was really fun. So wrestling is just like, kind of like, it just kind of falls into place in my life. And I don't know what it means in the bigger picture, but I'm not like mad at it, you know? I could tell you what it means, like in the near future. <laughs> yeah. You should be at XPW on the six on the 18th <laughs> in this extreme contest. That's what it means to me. And I'm sure everyone thinks it's the same thing. I think if you're not busy Saturday, next Saturday, you should come out to XPW wrestling for the Miss Extreme contest. That's what I think you should do. If you're in LA. No, I wish. No, I'll be in Minneapolis. I'm sorry. I would love I'm gonna to make though. Sure your flight gets canceled. Maybe I'm gonna next cancel year. I'm going to cancel your flight. I'm going to call in a bomb scare to the plane. That you're <laughs> you're not going to go anywhere. Okay. I'm joking. I don't mean that. I'm not going to call in a bomb scare. Jesus. Um, yeah. It's going to be one asshole out there that says, Hey, she said bomb and scare and she's going to do this. Yeah. All right. Right. Uh, which club were you working at in Minneapolis? Like when you first I, started? When I first started, I was working at a club called Sinners, which isn't, it's not there anymore. It's like a bank now. It's really funny. <laughs> um, they turned the strip club into a bank. Like, I guess okay. that's similar. Yeah. Um, you know, there's been a lot of money going in and out of that business, out of that office. Um, but then I worked at a club called Seville, which is where I met um Billy the wrestler Billy Blaze um oh, the lo okay. the local indie wrestler yeah yeah my manager and then um I switched from the Seville to the Spearmint Rhino um and I danced at the Spearmint Rhino in Minneapolis and in Vegas and then I am currently dancing at Rick's Cabaret out here in Minneapolis um, oh, they have it there and they have it in Minneapolis now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're a chain. Yeah. They've got them all over. Yeah. yeah there's one in New York and I worked at, I used yeah. to work at the one in Texas. I featured there and then I oh, featured, cool. well, I featured in Minneapolis, but I'm thinking the other Seville. Yeah. That's awesome. Spirit yeah. Line of Vegas. I opened up that club. I was there first. Oh, cool. Oh, that's it's awesome. It's fun. I mean, it's different in Vegas. Yeah. I it's so competitive and oh yeah what do you think it's like working in vegas versus minneapolis i mean personally for me vegas was a lot easier than minneapolis because like there's so many girls there's so many customers um you just really have to be like on your game it's more of a quick sort of thing like 
you kind of just walk up to a guy, introduce yourself, ask a couple questions, and then like get into your sales pitch. Whereas in like Minneapolis, it's a little bit slower. There's not as many customers necessarily, depending on the night. Um, so you kind of have to really like build a relationship with the customer before they want to spend any money on you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I trust me. Yeah. 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 So, but I mean, like that, it kind of pays off sometimes, you know, because the better you get to know them, the more they want to do like a VIP room or something. I don't know, but, um, no, but Minneapolis, we're, we're kind of a quiet town, but there's a lot of money here for strippers because we have like the Target headquarters, the Best Buy headquarters, 3M headquarters. We have a whole bunch of like, like United Health headquarters. So like, we've got a lot of, there's a lot of wealth in Minneapolis just because we've got all these like fortune 500 companies here and you get a lot of traveling businessmen through Minneapolis too. They're like, oh, I got to have a meeting. You know, you get a lot of um, medical device people, a lot of consultants. Um, there's a couple of really big conventions here too. Like, um, like there's like a farm, you know, we're in the Midwest. There's like a farmer's convention. There's like a railroad convention. And those always bring in big money because it's like these small town guys going out to like the big city. And they want to see pretty girls and spend money on them. So, so Minneapolis, if you're thinking about dancing, Minneapolis is a good place to start. Yeah, I would, I would never <laughs> dance again. I was stripping in New York in the nineties. I work at scores. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's when it was first there, but you know, in New York, it's always, Hey, do you want a table dance? Okay. Do you want a table dance? You get a table dancer too. Then you'll start talking. They'll buy a drink yeah. for you, but I'll just, I'll skip ahead. Like I'll just cut through all this, the fat on the Minneapolis thing. I'll just go straight to the hotels where they stay and just hang out in the lobby and just meet some really nice millionaire and just get married. Um, no, right. Uh, yeah. Or just that's hang cool. out on a date. But yeah. Yeah. That sounds like fun. I don't have the patience to sit there with these guys. I'm a lot older than me. Yeah. So for me to sit there and talk to these <clears throat> buffoon, I mean, guys, I just, I can't do yeah. that. Anymore. I can't, I can't. No, I know. That's why I think that's why I have to like take breaks so often because I just I get burnt out I'm like I don't know how much more I can pretend to care about you know for like football baseball stock market like I don't know usually it like disappears within the first like I guess um like 90 minutes or something or the first half hour I think does that make yeah. sense then it's yeah. just the seduction is gone it's gone Right. Um, so what I'd like to do is to end this on a high note. I do want to get your socials because I think you guys should take a look at her and check her out. If you haven't already, she's Thank gorgeous. Uh, she really is. And she's very all American. You look like a pink haired Barbie doll. Thank you. That's that's like kind of what I'm going for. I love I love the whole Barbie aesthetic I have ever since I was a little girl. No, you totally look like her. And um I think we've all had obsessions with Barbie, but you didn't go yeah. crazy like that Russian girl who did like the human Barbie. She removed. Ribs. Oh, like, yeah, no, I could never. No. Good yeah. Thing. No. So why don't you throw us your socials? Cause that would be amazing. Cause I know people want to see you online and probably in person. Yeah. So I'm on Twitter, the Jordan max with two X's and I'm on Instagram, the Jordan maxed out because they've deleted like five of my accounts and I 
keep I run I ran out of usernames I'm like maxed out on usernames I was like okay I'm the Jordan maxed out so they better not delete me but um so yeah otherwise um all my links are on jordanmax.com with two x's my twitter my instagram my snapchat my only fan my sex panther my amazon wish list if anyone feels generous so yeah my email's on there too so if you want to reach out to me say hey that's great give a donation or something and just don't waste her time because i'm telling you yeah exactly yeah they really do put in time and it, it is a mental workout and this is also about mental wellness for you know the entertainers that do this so try yeah. to use them guys because then your dick will fall off like for sure definitely did i say that yeah i think i did all right <laughs> well thank you so much it's a pleasure meeting you this way I thank hope you I you too i really do i know i know um we'll figure something out i'll talk to you we'll figure something out i'll okay. definitely have to come to an xpw soon That'll be fun. All right. For sure. And uh, I hope what you're doing. Bye. Bye. Are you enjoying the ride on my crazy train? Woo! Please make sure to rate and review Crazy Train Podcast. Take a screenshot. Send it to me in a DM via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and I will send you a free goodie bag. Oh, and Crazy Train Podcast is now on YouTube. So subscribe, Crazy Train Podcast, that's with a K, on YouTube for video interviews and never heard before interviews and some really cool bonus content. Woo!